and welcome back to the Doubleheader Podcast, a podcast about OSU baseball and softball. I'm Ian Nickel. Joining me is Ben Hutchins and Brody Myers. Sam is in Kansas City covering the Big 12 basketball tournament, which lucky him. I mean, there, there were some great games last night, but we're not really talking about that. We're talking about, you know, what's going on in the diamond. So, gentlemen, how are you doing today? No, I was going to say my twin's in a different state, but I still, you know, I'm talking at the same time as people. I didn't think I'd have that problem with you, Brody. <laughs> you, you got your vacation. I took it away. <laughs> no, uh, it's definitely been odd uh, not having Sam in the dorm. I find myself going, you know, a long periods of time without speaking to anyone, which is kind of odd, but, uh, it's, it's fun to see him um, covering those women's basketball games and getting to hang out in Kansas City for the weekend. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to cover these Vanderbilt games as well. So I'm doing well. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that real quick. The big series this weekend, one of the highlights of the Oklahoma State baseball schedule is this series with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has been a powerhouse for quite some time in the world of baseball. Uh, you don't really see that in most of other Vanderbilt sports. Their football team stinks. Their their basketball team stinks as well. But they have a couple of national championships to their name, if I'm not mistaken, two in 2014 and 2019. And they've become a powerhouse as of late. So And Ian, uh, yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and I think we're going to see another powerhouse of a team coming to Obrey Stadium. They're number two in the nation, guys. And that's and that's not any slight to them. That's just because Arkansas is on a different level than everyone. But but Vanderbilt's number two, so it's going to be a lot of fun seeing them come to town. Uh, how about you know if nothing else, you got Kumar Rocker starting on the mound tonight for the Vanderbilt, right here in Stillwater, America. That guy's going to be playing. You know, might be in Penn's Tribes next year. Probably not. He's probably going to be in, at the Trop. But um, it, it, you know, he's going to be a household name in baseball, and he's going to play in Elbright Stadium tonight. How cool is that? And also, Brody, it doesn't stop with Kumar. Um, Kumar is obviously the headliner, the you know number one prospect, if you will. But the number you know two, three, you know, like the second best prospect nationally is a guy named Jack Leader. Um, Jack Leiter, Jack Leader. He's also on that Vanderbilt pitching staff, and he'll presumably be pitching in the second game. So uh, they got guys everywhere. Yep. And if you haven't read Ben's feature about uh, Tim Corbin and the Cowboys and Josh Holliday. You really should. That was some A1 writing, Ben. Really interesting stuff. I appreciate that, Brody. Uh, thank you for reading. And that was a joy to write because both of those two guys, both Tim Corbin and Josh Holliday, are stand-up individuals who uh, were so gracious to me with their time. And, you know, it was a lot of fun to tell that story of uh, just how they grew up together and, um, you know, are now kind of coaching against each other. So that's just another element to this already – you know, super uh, high-intensity, high-volume series that I'm just so excited to watch. For sure. Yes, it, it's going to be a game of uh, game of chess throughout this weekend, assuming the rain, you know, goes away. Uh, the Cow- Cowboys, you know, are 10-0-1 thanks to a tie, which kind of disappointed in. You got to play that game out, but Grand Canyon had some travel issues and a Vanderbilt team who is, I believe, 9-1 according to – uh, what I'm looking at for, for stats, but yeah, it's a heck of a series. Do what? I was just going to point out, and you know, you started to do so. Is just how hot this OSU baseball team is. 
you pointed out that tie. Well, they're still undefeated, right? That's, you know, the kind of uh, the kind of message that this team put out there and picked up a big midweek win against Oral Roberts uh, in Tulsa. You know, for those who don't know, Oral Roberts beat LSU two straight times. Um, and LSU is a, you know, nationally ranked uh, powerhouse baseball program. So that was, you know, no cupcake win for the midweek. And then they come into this Vanderbilt series 11-1, and one, um, excuse me, 10-1. and one. Um, I counted that tie. No, it's 10-1, and 10-0-1, oh um, undefeated. So this, this team is hot coming into the series. 11-1 in our hearts. 11-1 in our hearts. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Oral, Oral Roberts, like you mentioned, they have a great history when it comes to baseball as well. Multiple tournament appearances, a lot of conference championships. They're nothing to sneeze at, so – you can see and, them definitely hanging around in the future. And the Pokes had a one in Tulsa at ORU in what, 11 years until mm-hmm. finally they did? Yeah, I do not know that number for you, but I mean, if that is the case, that's that's a heck of a turnaround for them and a mm-hmm. heck of a stat. This Oral Roberts team, nothing to sneeze at, man. No, they are not. And, hey, we've done a lot of, you know, hyping up of this Vanderbilt team, and rightly so, and kind of talking about this series and the Commodores pitching staff. That's so great. But I think OSU has more than a fighting chance to win two or, you know, take some games in this series. Um, The projected starter for today is Parker Scott, according to the game notes. Justin Robleski will be going thrown on the hill in the second game, and then followed by Bryce Osmond. So those will be the three guys the Cowboys will trot out for, hopefully, the three games in this series. Uh, rain rain providing so those three guys have you know had numbers right up there with the commodore staff you know there's obviously a lot more hype for those guys in tennessee but the numbers you know show that our oklahoma state's pitching staff has been right up there with the commodores um it's just going to be exciting to see when those two you know forces clash like they are this weekend uh who's going to prevail i'm thinking there would be some low scoring games tonight guys uh is that is that fair to say there's going to be some sub three hour games, in my opinion. I don't, I don't foresee, you know, some three and a half, four hour long single fast. There's going to be a, it's going to be a short pitching duel. Yeah, I'm with you there, Brody. I think we're going to see a lot of like two one, three two games where, you know, you could get a run. That might be the, that might be the deal breaker. Just a one, you could see a lot of one zero victories as well. It, it's going to be a very exciting series, but. Let's try to shift over real quick to softball. Brody, you were just there. They just wrapped up a doubleheader with Liberty. How do they look today? You know, they looked good. And I'll add as for a little color uh, to our listeners. I'm actually sitting in the parking lot of the West Watkins Center right now. So I literally just got done with softball. Um, first game, Cowgirls almost pulled off a run rule. They were up 7 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Two outs and a runner on. Didn't get it done. The sixth rolls around, and Kelly Maxwell gives up a home run and a couple RBIs. That was our first uh, earned run given up of the entire season. The Cowgirls have played something like 18, 19 games. Um, one of the, the Cowgirls are leading in Division One the number of games, and Kelly Maxwell had an ERA of zero going into today. It's now at .55, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um, so the final score of that first game was 7-4 to four against Liberty, and then they just had a little bit of a pitcher's duel uh, with a three to nothing win, Logan Simonek pitching a complete game shutout, and Logan really needed that. Um, she's been, uh, I think, coach will be the first to tell you, she's been a little off and on this year. To get that those two strikeouts in this game, three to nothing shutout, complete game, 
really not any glaring errors that come to mind. Uh, it was a good day for her, a good day to build confidence. You'd like to have that solid third pitcher that's right up there with Kelly and Carrie, uh, and Logan can provide that for you. They're going to play BYU tomorrow in the city. That's the plan, at least. Right now, we're supposed to start at 4 o'clock um, in a doubleheader. Tickets are on sale for that one. They're a little high, but like I said, it might be your only option to see Cowgirl softball in person this year. But they looked great. Uh, the bats lit up. I- I'm kind of going in a circle right now. Um, the bats lit up, had a couple big home runs. Uh, I believe Kanye Naomi hit one, and I think Allison hit one into center, Fibri. Um, so just a good day all around for the Cowgirls. If you take out that big inning in the sixth that Liberty had, you've got a near perfect day for the Cowgirls. That's something we like to see there. I love hearing uh, Logan Semiak pitch a complete game as well. That's it's a fellow Piedmont alum, so <laughs> Wildcats got to stick together. So that's always fantastic to see. So what do both teams have going on next week as we prepare for at post Vandy? and then post all Hall of Fame Classic. So the Cowgirls will be hosting their Mizuno Classic, which they've hosted for something, as long as I've been alive at least, you know, 15, 20 years they've hosted that tournament. We're going to have ESA, UNKC, and Wichita State are all going to be in town for that. Um, Wichita State always uh, gives Cowgirls a good game. I'd be lying if I told you I knew a lot about Kansas City or UTSA. But we're going to be playing four games on Friday four games on Saturday, and then on Sunday, my birthday, there's going to be one game, UTSA and UMKC, bright and early at 10 a.m. So they got a big tournament up there. Um, I was telling my buddy at the game, thankful that the rain was this week rather than last, rather than next week, because you can squeeze in a couple games in the middle of the rain. But if you've got eight games, nine games in three days, and you've got rain, that's going to be tricky. So knock on wood, let's hope the weather's going to be nice next weekend. Mm-hmm. Ian, I'm happy you asked that question looking ahead to uh, the schedule because this might be, you know, one of the most uh, impressive seven-game stretches of Cowboy baseball in a long time. We've already gone over the three games uh, against Vanderbilt in O'Bray Stadium. But on the Tuesday following that series, the Cowboys will be playing UL Monroe in Arlington, Texas, in, you know, the, the, the stadium that hosted the 2020 World Series. So that'll be a great experience for these guys and this team to go down to Arlington, play a midweek game there, uh, make some memories in a brand new stadium. That should be a lot of fun. And then Big 12 play starts with a series uh, at Texas Tech. And Texas Tech, according to D1 baseball rankings, is number nine right now. And, I mean, that's just quite the stretch to go from the number two Vanderbilt to play in a game in a, you know, incredible ballpark that just hosted the World Series. And then you're going to go to Lubbock to play the number nine uh, Texas Tech. I can't think of a more intimidating stretch of schedule the Cowboys have all year. Ben, are you going to make a trip to Globe Life for that? I will be. I'm pretty excited for that. Is that right? Very Mm -hmm. good. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, that should be a heck of a stretch uh, going into, like, this following weekend. Man, Texas Tech, they're going to be tough. But that's going to be a must-watch series for any college baseball fan. So we're going to wrap it up here real quick. Uh, Brody has the closing question, the closer. So take it away. So in the public address business, whenever there's rain delays or there's rainy days, we have, believe it or not, playlists with songs just all about rain. I mean, literally, OSU has a playlist with 100 songs about rain that we play during rain delays. And, you know, maybe it's a little rainy pregame. 
So I want to know what is your favorite song about rain or, you know, it can just have the word rain in it. There's one that I'm thinking of. I'm not going to, it's not mine, but it has the word rain in it, but it's not really about rain. So what's your favorite rain song? Well, I better go first so I can name the only song about rain that I know, because otherwise I'm worried it's going to get stolen. And that's Purple Rain. Um, I believe it's by Prince and by the words, I believe. You can probably tell I'm not the most musically knowledgeable person just by that very statement. But I believe it was performed um, at like a legendary Super Bowl halftime show. And I'm sure if I heard it, I would know it. I can't sing it right now because I'm not super knowledgeable on the song Purple Rain. But I do know it's called Purple Rain. And that's what I'm going with. Here's a little trivia about Prince for you. There's reports that Mike Gundy's a big Prince guy. Supposedly, his ringtone is Raspberry Beret by Prince. <laughs> no way that's a banner i love that <laughs> i wow that's awesome uh i think i i was surprised you uh you guys didn't take it but maybe brody will have the same answer as me but i had to go with a uh, clear was it clear clarence revival have you ever seen the rain that i feel like that's just that was the easy one you know it just makes sense to me uh, the one I was thinking of was No Rain by Blind Melon. That's not really about rain, but that's not my favorite rain song. My favorite rain song is Kentucky Rain by Elvis. Um, interesting story about him going to find his girl in the middle of the Kentucky rain. He's getting soaked with finding love. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hopefully we don't hear any of those songs this weekend, right? Like those are the last songs we want to hear. Those are the last. <laughs> you want to hear. You want to hear uh, Lovely Day by, uh, it's slipping me. Who sings, uh, uh, what is that guy's name? He sings the, I know, I know, I know. I know. Our listeners will know, I just can't think of it right now. Would that be uh, Bill Withers? Bill Withers, yes. Bill Withers. You want to hear Bill Withers. Okay, okay. I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Hopefully, Sam will be back. Uh, he's have, he's probably having a blast in Kansas City. And uh, can't wait to see what y'all do on this weekend. Can't wait to see what Oklahoma State baseball and softball does this weekend. Hoping for some dubs and hoping for no rain. I, uh, I'll see you guys next week. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the Doubleheader Podcast. Go boat.